Welcome to another exciting episode of The Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion on this podcast. We're going to be talking about prostitution in America and the dramatic increase in prostitution in America and what that means for our country, what that means for our empire, our economy, our society, our people. You're going to be surprised to hear uh, some of the information in this article. I mean, everyone, I think, is aware that our country no longer is prosecuting a lot of vice crimes. You know, we're not really prosecuting sports betting anymore, so we're legalizing gambling in the last couple of years. We're not really prosecuting a lot of drug crimes like marijuana anymore. That's being legalized in recent years. And I guess it's surprising or not surprising, depending on your point of view, that in many jurisdictions across America, they're no longer prosecuting prostitution. I did a podcast recently about how New York City legalized prostitution a few months ago. So you can listen to that podcast. It's already out there. But other jurisdictions are doing it as well. And well, what is the result? You might be surprised or not to find out that for people ages 30 to 44, Again, that's for people ages 30 to 44, 10% of them are engaged in prostitution. Well, what are the numbers for the rest of the country? It's 6% of Americans are engaged in prostitution. That's a lot of people that are doing this. So let's talk about it. I'm going to read you an article that appeared a few years ago in an online source called Reason.com. I'll read you the article and we'll talk about it. The article is called, quote, 6% of Americans have accepted payment for sex, and for those ages 30 to 44, it rises to almost 10%, unquote. So let me read you this article, and here we go. Quote, a nationwide poll from YouGov indicates that 6% of respondents have said that they have been paid for sex in the past, and 7% have paid someone else for sex. Men and women were equally likely to have accepted payment for sex, but just 1% of the women said that they had paid for it themselves, while 12% of the men said that they had paid for sex. Quote, the findings are part of a broader survey done by American attitudes toward prostitution and how society should handle it. YouGov interviewed 1,000 American adults between March 5th to March 7th of 2016, which with the results that got particularly interesting when broken down by demographics. One of the most notable findings is that 20-somethings are much more likely than their elders to think that buying and selling sex should be illegal and to recommend prison as the appropriate punishment. Quote, overall, slightly more people say that getting paid for sex should be illegal, 43%, than those that say it should be legal, 40% of Americans, although a five a 4.5% margin of error on the study existed. 17% weren't sure. Quote, among the youngest cohort, however, a full 50% of respondents said that it should be illegal to pay for sex, and 46% said that it should be illegal to accept payment for it. The gender divide in prostitution views was also stark, with men significantly more likely than women to say that both buying and selling sex should be legal. Half of the male respondents said that paying for sex should be legal, a position shared by just 29% of female respondents. 
Quote, the breakdown is similar for accepting payment for sex. 51% of men said that it should be legal. 36% said it should be illegal. While only 30% of women thought that it should be legal. Interesting article, isn't this? Quote, and the kids were only slightly more than those age 65 and older to view buying or paying for sex as morally acceptable too. Those in the 30 to 44-year-old range, meanwhile, are the least likely to see a problem with it. Overall, 57 and 56% of people said it was morally wrong to offer or receive money for sex. Uh, Quote, unsurprisingly, those in the lowest and middle income brackets were the most likely to have been paid for sex, but they were also the most likely more likely than richer respondents to have paid for sex themselves. The regional split was pretty even for sex buyers, although there are more people who have been paid for sex in the Midwest. Whites were more likely than blacks to say that they had purchased sex, 7% versus 5%, but less likely to say that they had been paid for it, 4% versus 10%. Blacks outpaced whites when in support for criminalization of prostitution, but are less likely to see prison as the appropriate punishment it's very interesting. So there you go. That's most of the article. I didn't read every single word, but I read a, a, the majority of it, and you get the idea. So what does that mean? I mean, these numbers are, are off the charts skyrocketing, and this is a re- pretty recent survey just a few years ago. Well, it, it, you can see, first of all, that half of Americans now want to legalize prostitution, and I guess that's the half that's now winning because that's exactly what's happening in this country. And it's surprising to me to see the numbers are so high in ages 30 to 44, 10% of the people have been paid for sex. That's 10% of the American adult population in a big age demographic that are working as prostitutes or are hiring prostitutes in one form or another. Now, are they hiring it as street prostitutes or are they hiring escort services that come to their homes and their apartments and their hotels? Or are they doing it on websites called like Seeking Arrangements and many others? where it's essentially prostitution, in my view, although not in a lot of other people's views, but it is the exchange of sex for money, money for sex. So I kind of view it as prostitution, even though a lot of other people don't. But just because they do it online, to me, doesn't make, online doesn't make it any different. But apparently a lot of people disagree with me, and they don't view it as prostitution, even though I do. And I don't know what you think about all of this, but what does this mean for our country? 6% of all respondents said that they had been paid for sex or had paid someone else for sex. 10% from 30 to 44 said that they're working as a prostitute or they're hiring prostitutes. This is not an insignificant number of people. This is tens of millions of people. Nobody's talking about it. Our corrupt political parties don't talk about it. Our, our, Our corrupt politicians don't talk about it. And I don't see anyone on the news media discussing this. I can't remember the last time I opened up a recent newspaper or watched on television or any of the stupid talk shows that are on during the day. I don't, I don't see them discussing this. But the fact is, their neighbors, their friends, their children, their grandparents, their parents, their people they know at work, 10% of them, if they're from 30 to 44, and 6% of everybody else are working as prostitutes. Now, I am not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm leaving that up to you. You can make up your own mind on this. I mean, this is a tough topic. You know, you you can argue that the war on prostitution hasn't worked, so why not legalize it, right? And you can argue that putting people in prison or jail for it hasn't worked because when they get out, they're going to do it again. On the other hand, you can argue 
that criminalizing prostitution keeps a lot of people from doing it. And you can see that now that we've softened the laws against prostitution, a lot more people are engaged in it. And is this really the kind of conduct you want happening outside of your schools or inside of your schools, at your homes, outside or in, in your neighborhoods, around your businesses, in your businesses? Do you want this happening with the people that you know and you love? Do you want this happening to strangers? Do you want to see it on the street corners? Do you want to see it in the parks? Do you want to see it in the cars? Well, it's already happening, people. It's already out there. People are just being quiet about it. They're being discreet about it. Now, is that okay with you? I don't know. I'm not telling you what you should conclude by this. I'm just trying to make you aware that this is going on on a very widespread basis. And frankly, if 10% of the people from age 30 to 44 are actively engaged in prostitution, that would make it the single largest occupation in the United States. Now, you've heard a lot of people say, well, prostitution's the oldest prostitution's the oldest occupation in the world. Maybe so. But if if 10% of people in the adult age demographic, primary working age, are engaged in prostitution, the buying and selling of sex, that makes it the largest occupation in the United States. How many people say, gee, when my kids grow up, I want them to be prostitutes or I want them to hire prostitutes? Nobody that I know has ever said that. I don't feel that way. So... But there you have it. A lot of people are making this their life choice. I'm not saying they're doing it full-time. A lot of people prostitute part-time. They work other jobs or they're married and they do it on the side for extra income or just enjoyment. I get that. I understand that. But still, that is a lot of people. So when you look around and you go, you know, how many percent of people are farmers? It's like half of 1% are farmers. Right? How many people are doctors and lawyers and dentists? Not that many when you look statistically. There just aren't that many. You know, what are our largest occupations? Nursing and trucking are two of our largest occupations. It's a couple million in each of those occupations, but that does not approximate 10% of the population. It just doesn't. So this is widespread. And by the way, they're not paying taxes on prostitution. It's because it's technically not legal, even if it's not being enforced, the laws against it in some jurisdictions. They're not paying taxes. They don't put this, they don't put on their tax return to the IRS or their state, hey, I work as a prostitute, so here's what I owe in taxes. People aren't doing that. In a few places they might be, but in general, no. So is the public benefiting? Or is the public getting their share? I don't think so. Now, organized crime might be getting their share. Maybe the mob, the gangs, the mafia, sex traffickers, pimps, and, and, and the working people themselves, male and women that are working as prostitutes, they might be getting their share. But I don't see the mob, the mafia, or the gangs, or the pimps, or even the prostitutes themselves paying taxes on this. Now, it's funny, because you and I, we work our jobs, and when we work our jobs, we have to pay our share, right, to the federal government, to the state government, to the local governments, to the city governments, tax, 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 tax. But all of this illegal prostitution, free, 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 no taxes. Well, I mean, listen, if it's going to happen, should we just legalize it across the board, and then the government can tax it? Then we can say, yeah, it has to be done in a brothel or it has to be done in a, in a whorehouse or it has to be done in a red light district. Or even if you're doing it online, you have to pay taxes on it. Should we make it like other occupations? It's happening anyway. I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't, but it's just something to think about. And what does this do to the people? You know, when they're, when they're not just sleeping with one or two people and they're sleeping with 20, 30, 40 people a week, not everybody, but some of them, does that share st- uh, sexually transmitted diseases? Well, you know, sexually transmitted diseases are at all record highs right now. Why do you think that is? Well, people are going around sleeping with a lot of other people, sometimes using protection, sometimes not. 
but it's spreading sexually transmitted disease, which also spreads infertility. Have you noticed a lot of people are going for fertility treatments? I mean, part of that is because they're waiting till later in life to have children, and they become more and more infertile the older they get. But another big part of it, a big part of it, is maybe they're just having more sexual partners now. And maybe part of that is they're being paid for it. They're working as prostitutes or they're hiring prostitutes. So in the past, by the time somebody got married, they probably had maybe slept with less than 10 people. I don't know, but not that many. But now, is it that uncommon if they've been single from 18 to when they finally get married and decide to have kids to maybe the 30s and they've slept with two, three, 400 people and during that time they've picked up sexually transmitted diseases, STDs, they've become more likely to become infertile and they try to have kids and things don't work out so well. So what does this mean for our country? You know, when, when people are working in underground trades and that becomes the largest occupation in the country. And nobody's talking about it. Well, I am, and you are at the moment. Is it something you want to talk about with your children, your family? Do you want to warn them? Do you want to say, don't do this? Are people having these conversations? You know, it's interesting that we have sex education in the schools, and I'm not against that. I'm, I'm not against it. But we have sex education in the schools, but I don't think they're telling the students, don't work as prostitutes. I mean, if you're going to have sex education, wouldn't that be a good place to start? Like 101, which is to say to, you know, eighth graders and ninth graders when they're getting these classes to say, hey, sex education, first class, day one, don't work as a prostitute. And here's why. You might get a sexually transmitted disease. You might get beat up. You might fall into the wrong hands. You might get killed or kidnapped. Somebody might do something terrible to you. It's morally corrosive. I don't know. I mean, don't you think that should be a conversation that parents are having with their children? But I don't see it happening. When people go for sermons in their synagogues and their churches on Sundays and Fridays and Saturdays and whenever else they're going to churches and synagogues, are there, are there religious clergymen giving sermons about this? You ever heard of them talking about, hey, don't become a prostitute? No, I know there were prostitutes in the Bible. I get that. It's been around a long time. I understand that. But I don't think it's ever been quite this widespread. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe in other societies in the past, it was as widespread. But it's certainly becoming widespread now, isn't it? But do you hear the clergy talking about that? I haven't. I've not once. I've gone to a lot of religious services in my life. I don't remember them ever talking about, hey, members of the flock, members of the people sitting in my audience, don't become a prostitute, and here's why. I don't, so if people aren't talking, parents aren't talking about it with their children at home. And if the schools aren't talking about it in sex education, and if the clergy aren't talking about it in religious services, and the news media and our corrupt politicians aren't talking about it, well, I guess nobody's talking about it. Well, I am, and at the moment you are. What does this mean for the decline and fall of America? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great misty beyond wishing you a great day.